0: Hi, and this is Chuck Wolf, and you're listening to the Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. This show is here to help you deal with whatever emotional challenges you might be facing as you go forward into the day and into the new year we're experiencing in 2023. I hope the year has been off to a good start for you. And for those of you that are regular listeners, I want to thank you very much for tuning in. I always appreciate those people that are tuning tuning in from week to week and have a chance to talk with me. I'm only on twice a month, but I am on consecutive weeks, the first and second Wednesday of each month from 12 noon to 1 p.m. I've got my first caller, so let me take that. Hello, this is Chuck. Could you turn your dial
1: down, please? Hi. I'm I'm, going to make this very short um, because I'm damaged. Uh, I was at a job i was attacked um it was a a non-typical job i happened to um get saved and rescued uh, put me in the ambulance and since then um i have no saliva at times and i would like you to address um how you cure something like that when you when you uh, come across people who are mentally ill who are in positions of power and i'm going to hang up thank you
0: thank you so, um, I, 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 unfortunately I couldn't get, um, any details about, you know, how all this happened, but let me just say that someone in your circumstance experienced the trauma at work by someone. I, I didn't get whether it was somebody in leadership that did this, or I, I'm not sure how, who it was or how it happened, but nevertheless, I, I do get that you experienced something that damaged you. And I think, um... You know, the way sometimes this this manifests itself depends in part on on the person's psyche to start with. Most people would carry the trauma for a long time and really struggle with ever overcoming it and not being fearful again in lots of similar, not, not, not similar in the sense that you're threatened by other people, but just circumstances where you might be alone with someone, where the images of what happened to you just reoccur and reoccur and reoccur. It's um, sort of the idea of post-traumatic stress syndrome. I'm um, I mean, sure you know this because you've been going through it. There isn't a lot of success around these things. There's Medications sometimes are helpful. Therapy is often a useful tool with someone that you really respect and like, who really understands and feels your pain and, and is able to help you rebound when the pain gets too great. You may not need to see a therapist Every day, excuse me, every week or every month, but maybe on occasion or at least initially when it happens, you may need to see them pretty regular during the course of several weeks until you feel like you're at a place where you're beginning to feel something where it feels internally safe somehow to you. So I I don't have a great answer for this because if I did, you know, obviously a multimillionaire and lots of people would be cured of these things. But a lot of people do suffer post-traumatic stress syndrome, whether in a circumstances unfortunate as yours or when they've gone off to war or they happen to be in, a, in some kind of um, protective, you know, they're, 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 they're guarding something or someone and, you know, an incident happens or in domestic abuse. There's all kinds of places where things like this show up. Unfortunately, Um, the first thing is you want to make sure you find yourself in a place where you feel safe. Because if you're uh, years ago, I studied Maslow's Pyramid and it starts with feeling safe, (laughs) you know, being able to live and feel safe. And if you you don't have that, all the other good things about, you know, belonging and self-actualizing, none of that can happen if you really are feeling threatened every moment you're awake. And and when you're sleeping even. So how do you get past it? One is you do a lot of things that feel good to you, that give you confidence and competence in, in areas where maybe you are able to contribute to society as an individual on your own without other people. You begin to try to desensitize yourself to new relationships and you try to work through the idea of having um, at least a a few other people in your life until at some level you begin to feel trusting again. The key thing, I think, on something like this and the way I think you deal with it, it, I I don't want to say you cure it because I don't think you cure it, but the way you manage it is to think about when something like this has happened and it reoccurs in your mind when you're in a, you know, you're getting on a subway, you're, you're uh, boarding a plane, you're going into a restaurant and all of a sudden you have that terror of what that incident felt like to you. And somehow it just shows, rears its ugly head in the middle of something where you're with other people somewhere. And, or even if you're in your home and somebody knocks on the door, I mean, it could be anywhere. The key thing is, is that you're not going to change that feeling. I don't think you can ever get rid of that feeling. But when you can change, and what this show is about is changing the narrative. Changing the narrative to something that you can say to yourself that reminds yourself that what happened could possibly happen again, but it's extremely unlikely that it'll happen again. And you want to say to yourself, I recognize this feeling. I realize when this feeling comes on me, it's kind of like you talk to yourself. This is the way I see it. I say, you know, I'm talking to myself and said, Chuck, you know, I know this happened to me before. I don't think this is the same situation. I'm pretty confident that it's not the same situation. And I want to just be able to recognize when the feeling comes, it's designed somehow to be protected of me but it's actually getting in the way of me living my life and I want to move on from it recognize it's there it's going to keep coming back you know acknowledge the feeling and let it pass now you might think that's impossible and I would say to you when you first try to when you first try to let it go it does feel impossible but if you continue to alter the narrative until you start to say things to yourself that you actually believe that you actually feel are helpful to you. And maybe a therapist can help you with creating the narrative that works for you. Uh, You won't get it right the first time. You won't get it right the second time. You may not have it right by the hundredth time. But it's going to get better. And maybe it's the hundred and first time the narrative actually works the way you want. And you begin to understand that a trauma happened to you that event will never go away, but you are acknowledging the event, saying, recognizing that it ruined a period of your life because it didn't allow you to live your life in a way where you felt comfortable anywhere anymore, but you're changing that because you want to go forward into life with the idea that my trust was broken, it was damaged in a horrible way, but I'm not going to live in fear the rest of my life i'm going to be I'm going to be able to beat that and change that inside myself. The challenge isn't with anybody else. The challenge is with me, and that life events can be terrible, horrific. We've all seen and heard about lots of things that you can't even believe they happened in the world, but they do, and yet the world goes on, and if we choose, if we make the choice and we want to go on and live a full life, a life that has joy in it. That we've got to somehow recognize when this feeling comes, it's going to keep coming and coming and coming. But the way we deal with it, the things we say to ourselves about it, we can change that until we get to a place where it's manageable. And that's the way I feel about this. I don't think it's I don't think you ever cure it in this in the sense that it goes away, but it's manageable. And we do find that there are other aspects to life that we can enjoy. I don't know if that's helpful. I hope it is. I think that's the way I would suggest that you deal with this. Um, if you've got somebody that you're seeing regularly, some kind of therapist, perhaps you can share this idea with them and they can help you craft the narrative. So so that's the way the show works anyway, folks. It's the idea of trying to think about emotionally. How do you change what you experience? Well, I mean, there are things, deep-rooted things. I mean, there's generational traumas that certain groups of people experience that they grow up with and they feel all the time there's the incidental traumas that this woman who called me just spoke about that are horrific when they happen and you don't know how you ever live past it and and for a while you don't feel like you're living anymore you're just you're just hiding in fear so that's pretty it's pretty severe you know a lot of the calls i get aren't quite to that level of course but I don't think it matters in terms of level. I think the skill set and the ideas of trying to change things up are two ways we manage our emotions differently. One is we try to change the emotion. Can we change the emotion so we don't feel threatened anymore? I mean, there are things that some people will do. They'll take martial arts training. um, They'll arm themselves. There'll be a a permit to carry. Again, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that's some things people do um, because they want to feel like if anybody ever attacks them again, uh, there'll they'll be a consequence that that other person won't be allowed to continue to ever do something horrific like that to anyone else because they'll react and they'll defend themselves. Um, and, and maybe that makes somebody feel safe. I, and again, you got to do what works for you. You got to find some way that works for you. But I do think it's a key skill for all of us in any circumstances where things from our past are just been, you know, horrible in the way we think about them and they keep coming back up and impacting and ruining our lives in many ways that we want to find some way to move past that. And the, and the key skill I believe is to change the narrative. So, okay, well, that's, uh, that's one of those uh, really um, unfortunate things that happen to people. And, you know, hopefully this has given you at least some ideas of something you might try to help make yourself feel better about life. The show is designed to be uplifting. The conversation and the topic was tough, obviously, but I hope that you found something useful in that conversation. Thanks. Hi, this is Chuck Wolf. You're on the air?
1: Oh, yeah. Hi, Chuck. Uh, this is uh, Norman again.
0: Hi, Norman. How are you
1: doing? Okay. Okay. Listen, uh. To regress back to what we talked about last week right um, uh, you know the uh, storage space asking this woman if uh, uh, I was I could use her space there
0: yeah I remember you were, uh, you were kind of nervous about being rejected about asking for a favor yeah how did uh,
1: well it turned out really really positive um, you know I, I put all these expectations and thoughts in my head. Uh, which you know was one of my uh, minor downfalls. Um, I don't know what the what the major one is, but I have to <laughs> go find that out sooner or later. But uh, it turned out well when I asked her. Uh, regardless, uh, you know, I was thinking uh, because she's uh, an Asian woman from uh, Japan uh, that I would have uh, difficulty speaking and having her understand me. Uh, but it didn't turn out that way at all, so all my expectations were like were blown out of proportion. Uh, she was wonderful. She said, "Oh, go ahead and use it. Go ahead and use it. I don't need it." You know, uh, she was so wonderful about it. I. I I was so surprised. So isn't
0: that nice? So we able, I know we talked about you were going to possibly offer her like a lamp that you had or some artwork. I,
1: or yeah. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I did. I took the picture of that lamp, and I and I showed her the picture and I said, "Well, listen, this is something I don't need. Uh, would you like it?" Uh, and she said, "Oh no, I don't know." She's, her apartment, by the way, is so beautiful. She's got it so nicely decorated. Uh, so I saw it from. Uh, I didn't get go into the apartment. Uh-huh. I talked to her at the door. Uh-huh. You know, she didn't say come in or anything. So, uh, but that was okay. And so I, I, I said to her, I said, "You have a beautiful apartment, from what I can see." Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you," she said. You know, so I was. Uh, she was really gracious. You know, nice uh, about the whole thing, and it, it really turned out to be positive you know more positive than I could imagine Is, uh, so, that it just nice goes so that's, that, show.
0: that's a that's a good story no I'm, thank you for that I'm glad you recalled, yeah, called yeah I mean
1: that. it just goes it just goes to show how you, know, you put these blocks and these things that's you know into your head the thoughts you know right right about something like as we're saying just just a minute ago about thinking positive about things uh um the worst uh, you know how how bad could it get I mean, if you let it get that bad, it will be <laughs> interesting. did so, you move
0: your stuff in there then have you actually moved stuff in
1: well, I have moved some of uh, some of the things in there, yeah uh just to not have it totally empty.
0: Yeah, no, so just for, for, for anybody else who's listening, when I just sort of just uh, re- uh, recap. Norman, I, when you called last week, you were con- you, uh, you have a small apartment where you, you are an artist and you've got a lot of artwork and you need some extra space. And then you knew this woman had uh, uh, in the building, in the basement, a, a storage area that she wasn't using and you were nervous mm-hmm. about asking about it. And I guess uh, when we talked about it, we talked about how you want to feel and some things that you might do to make you feel more comfortable. And so you approached her and it all. Turned out wonderful. It sounds like,
1: yeah, yeah. the uh, The act of approaching her with this was was uh, to me, you know, it was difficult. You know, rejection—that's what the whole thing came down to. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of rejection in my life, uh-huh. uh, which you know I, I still grapple with. Uh, but you know. I keep telling myself you gotta cut that out. You know, a lot of times, you know, you how you. You talk to yourself in a way, you all, know, all
0: the time. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. So it's funny. It's funny. Sometimes people worry about that. You know that they that they have a voice in their head talking to them. And one time, one time I was in a group of people, with a group of people, and somebody in the front of the room was saying, "You know, uh, by the way, I know some people think you're crazy when you hear a voice in your head, but it's common. We all hear a voice in our head." And one of my friends <laughs> who was sitting beside me raised his hand. He said, "Just one voice." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, anyway, well, well thanks a lot uh, <clears throat> for well, your input. Real nice, to, yeah,
0: real nice to talk to you, Norman, and thanks for calling back about that. I'm glad it worked out. Maybe at some point you become friendly with this woman because you're going to have to interact with her a few different times at least. So, the uh, Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Well, yeah. already I've gotten a, a reaction from another uh, resident in the, of the building where I live. Who said that they ran across her uh, at a meeting or something going down going on downstairs, and she mentioned? <laughs> uh, or, or, no, it was his thought that, oh Norman, what did you say to her? This woman hardly ever comes out, and, and, and uh, he, because he knew I had talked to her about the space, yeah, and, and he said she's like uh, coming out now. She's not. Being so reclusive, you know, staying in her nice, apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, nice. "Well, I don't know if it has anything to do with me." Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: oh. you don't know. I mean, again, I, it's it's often nice, maybe. You know, I yeah. I don't know what she if she if she drinks tea or coffee or maybe you bring her a coffee or tea next time you have to go ask her for some you know to open the <laughs> gates up for you something like that uh, you know. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it more than it is but it's no, it's, no, yeah. it's nice to have a relationship with people in your building that you sort of get to know a little bit so you know if you need <clears> something <throat> or they need something they feel like it can call on you and you can call on them so
1: right nice okay. All right, Norman. Well, thanks
0: a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for your help. You I'll bet. talk to you.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye, now. Okay, folks. Again, this shows the emotion roadmap. Take the wheel and control. Half fail. This is Chuck Wolf and I try to help people deal with emotionally challenging situations. I, it's really nice to hear when some some you know conversations that I've had with people that sound like they're going to be helpful actually are helpful. And Norman, thanks a lot for calling back and. Uh, The woman who called earlier, again, I don't... uh, You didn't leave your name, and that's fine. Um, But I do hope that, you know, something resonated with you about talking with the kind of trauma that you experienced and that you find it somewhat helpful. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Again, I'm on the first and second Wednesdays of the month. My name is Chuck Wolf. The show is called The Emotion Roadmap. It uh, take the wheel and control how you feel. Again, I want to thank my two callers. I hope that the uh, woman... Who suffered the trauma is feeling better. And Norman, thanks again for calling in and sharing your good news. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.